Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, Sort of a special one today. This is the 100th episode. (laughs) Can you imagine? A hundred episodes, yes. Uh, We basically uh, do one of these a day, so that makes it pretty easy to do the math, you know. And I thank you so much for joining with me. To this point in time, we've covered uh, three or four major topics. Uh, We've been looking at late, uh, really the sign and end of the age type of thing. But we also spent some time looking at the Lord's Week, the last few days of the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth. Uh, it's been a good bit of uh, number of number of episodes in the book of Galatians. I think that was the first one that we did, and then uh, the Feast of the Lord, which is always an interesting thing. And so, anyway, thank you so much for being with us. And if you haven't seen any of those or listened to any of those episodes, you can go back and catch them all. Uh, and just use your app right there. You can sort of peruse through there and see what everything is. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at First Thessalonians chapter five. If you remember in the last episode, we looked at First Thessalonians chapter four, the end of it. Uh, where the uh, Lord was encouraging through Paul, telling the people to do some things, that he didn't want them to be uninformed about the ones who had died ahead of them, what was going to happen, about how we're all going to be gathered together with the Lord, and those who have preceded us uh, in death will precede us in being raptured, and that we're all going to be caught alive, and we're going to remain with the Lord forever and ever. And the last thing that was said in that fourth chapter was this, Therefore, comfort one another, with these words. And that's really important because the, the church in Thessalonica was undergoing some stress because of various things. But one of the major things was that somebody had come in and had uh, been teaching some things which were not of God. They were false doctrine, just like today. Well, in chapter 5, Paul continues. Remember, there's no chapter or verse division in the original letter. And he says this in the first verse. Now, as to the time and the epochs, brethren, in other words, there, there was something that had been asked and something that had been inquired about, and they were wanting to know about something. And he's about to tell us what it is. It has to do with the day of the Lord. I find this really intriguing uh, because Paul was with these folks only a very short period of time, uh, just a, a few weeks, and he shared the gospel with them. They believed, and then he literally got ran out of town, as they say. But I find it interesting because he had taught them, he's about to say this, he had taught them about the day of the Lord. He had taught them about the coming of the Lord, but apparently he hadn't said anything to them about what happens if we were to die between now and then. That gives us an idea that they were really anticipating the return of the Lord. Now, again, now as to the times and the epochs, brethren, you have no need of anything to be written to you. In other words, I've already told you this, and you know what it is, but I'll remind you. Verse 2, For you yourself know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. And so you've heard people quote that. Well, the Scripture says that the day of the Lord is coming like a thief in the night. The idea being that it's going to come suddenly and that people will be taken by surprise. We often think that we as believers will be taken by surprise, but that is not true. We're about to see this in a couple of verses. This is the passage that shows us this, so give close attention to this. Again, you yourself know full well that the day of the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, 
then destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. So he's talking about they. He's talking about the world. Well, how do I know that? Because, well, the next verse will clarify. But he's saying they are going to be saying peace and safety. I think it may also be they within those that profess to be in the body of Christ. In other words, false believers. Oh, there's peace, there's safety. Don't worry, nothing's going to happen. But, he says, destruction will come upon them suddenly like labor pains upon a woman with child. Remember that uh, passage we saw in Matthew 24, Jesus, this Olivet Discourse, when he said, oh, don't worry about these things. This is just the beginning of birth pains with false Christ and wars and rumors of wars. Here's the picture again, labor pains upon a woman. But then in verse 4, he says this, but you, brethren, so you see the difference. Verse 3, he said, while they are saying peace and safety, verse 4, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that the day would overtake you like a thief, for you are all sons of light and sons of day. He's telling us, yeah, the Lord is going to come, and it will be like a thief in the night to those that are saying peace and safety, to those who are unsaved. But to the brethren, we're not in darkness. We live in light. We're sons of light. We're sons of the day. So it will not overtake us like a thief. We will see things. We will know things. Verse 5 continues. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then, let us not sleep as the others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night, and those who get drunk get drunk at night. And so what he's saying is, don't sit there and be unaware of what's happening. Don't go around in a spiritual la di da di da di da di da type of thing. Don't go around like those in the world do who get drunk at night and don't care about anything. But be serious. As a matter of fact, the next verse tells us that, verse 8. But since we are of the day, let us be sober. Now, that isn't the idea necessarily of being uh, not drunk with an alcoholic beverage. He's saying, be sober, be serious-minded. It does mean, the Scripture tells us, don't get drunk, okay? You don't do that. But he says, let us be sober, let us be serious. Having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of our salvation. So Paul says something like that in just about, I think I can say every one of his letters to churches, he encourages them in that way. So he's telling them, hey, you have faith, you have love. Put that on as your breastplate, as your protection, the protection of your heart. And as the helmet, the hope of your salvation. Don't let your mind wander. Don't be attracted by the things that the enemy will try to bring against you to kill, steal, and destroy. Your hope is your salvation. Now, listen to these last three verses. Verse 9. 1 Thessalonians 5. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. So he's telling us the thing that I mentioned several episodes back, that we are not destined for the wrath of God. We will experience the wrath of Satan which is the Great Tribulation. And this is where people get so confused because they conflate the Great Tribulation with the Day of the Lord, and they're two separate things. The Great Tribulation is just a period of time within the 70th week of Daniel, the last seven-year time period that you see in Daniel chapter 9. 
The great tribulation is a portion of that time, and it's when the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist, Satan himself, will attack Israel and the Jewish people and the church, and the church. And so we will endure that, but we are not destined for the wrath of the day of the Lord. That's the context right here, the day of the Lord. And so he says, so Jesus died for us. So whether we're awake, in other words, alive when he returns, or if we're asleep, if we're dead when he returns, we will live together with him. This last verse, now listen to this. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as you also are doing. Again, he says the same thing that he had said at the end of the fourth chapter, to encourage one another with these truths. That's the reason I think it's so important to know what the Word of God says about the sign and the end of the age and the coming again of the Lord. You know, like I said last time, a lot of times people say, oh, I just don't want to know about that. That sort of scares me. If that's where you are, then you really need to examine some things and check some things because the truth of the Lord's return ought to bring tremendous anticipation, tremendous joy. And the truth will set us free in relationship to all the fads that man comes up with. I think that the Lord's really wanting to prepare the body of Christ for a great, great thing that he wants to do before he returns. But we must know him. We must know his word. We must be empowered by the Spirit, and we must live by the Spirit. I tell you what, we'll continue with this next time. I'm Dale, and I'll see you then.